Alright, so um, competitive quick draw shooter. I was going to say professional marksman. <laughs> professional, well, yeah. He hit, his, he hit a target, but it was the right he one. He connected. Yeah. <laughs> um, pain in Dan Gurney's ass? Dennis Aussie. If you could uh, describe this breakfast we just had in one word, what would it be? Easy. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, that was, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 You are guys have made it easy. Are we your Are we your favorite podcast? <laughs> <laughs> are we, you, get, you look at my my age, and you know that I've been in a lot of them. Right, that's <laughs> <laughs> and now for dinner with racers, presented by Continental Tire, with your hosts Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. All right, welcome back to Dinner with Racers. Here we are. I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm Sean Heckman. And we are just wrapping up in uh, four-week? Four-week. Trip. 8,000 miles. 8,000 miles. Crossing 20 states. That's right. In uh, what kind of car? An Acura MDX. What kind of tires? Continental tires. Oh, my God. Continental tires. Fine. Okay. All right, we've been doing kind of a legends tour on this one, uh, right. meeting up with a lot of uh, the, the veterans of the sport, and, and uh, one of those people is Mr. Dennis Aussie. Uh, now, if you're not a, a big sports car person, Dennis may not necessarily be a household name, but he is within the paddock somebody that is one of the most revered guys in the sport. Uh, Dennis was a driver. He's a team owner. He ran his own parts business, uh, sort of that quintessential tinkerer type. Um, and he's just loved by uh, those who know him. And so we wanted to make sure that we uh, we got a chance to sit down with him while we were in Southern California. Yeah, Dennis is one of Dan Gurney's staple drivers during the IMSA Toyota Celica program. He also had his Aussie Brothers racing team, which eventually became Osco Motorsports. And he's one of those guys kind of from the same generation as my dad, who not necessarily an engineer by trade, although he was, but just a hands-on guy that could do anything there was to do on the race car, including drive the hell out of it. And throughout his career, Dennis would also help his brother uh, run Aussie Brothers which was sort of a specialty parts business, really specialized in uh, Porsches and uh, Porsche pieces. And you'll actually hear an interesting story about another Porsche figurehead that uh, that, that kind of comes into play with. Um, and then uh, sort of towards uh, the second half of his career, he also ran Osco Motorsports, which was a, a big arrive and drive team that ran a number of uh, Porsche programs in a number of different series, very similar to like a modern day Kelly Moss or, or uh, something like that. And uh, he's, he's just sort of one of the unique guys. So. Here's a few things you're going to hear about. How to shoot yourself in the foot, literally. Um, free falling in a helicopter on purpose. Uh, plenty of Dan Gurney stories. So we went to the original Pancake House in Orange, California. You've been to one of these before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like the, the Pancake House. There's like a three or four of them yeah. in Orange County. And there's one in Anaheim. We went to the one in Orange. And... Uh, it's uh, it's kind of one of those places you have to go to. Yeah, I really liked it. It was cool, cool breakfast diner. It was a National Financial Crime Fighter Day, huh? Huh? Uh-huh. And uh, I actually had I tweeted a picture of this the continental crepes, and they were delicious. And I had for the, breakfast for breakfast for breakfast the um, waffle flavored uh, chicken sandwich. Okay. Well, anyways, we had uh, a lovely drive thanks to my Acura MDX and, uh, of course, on Continental Tires. And we were lucky enough that Mr. The Smoke himself, Tony Stewart, drove us the whole way there. Seriously, you idiots. I have to go pee. Okay. Yeah, fine. Um, So, anyways, thanks to you guys for listening. And uh, let's hear a little bit of Dennis Aussie. Aussie. Meow. All right, we're going to start. 
go. Hey, Dennis. Nice seeing you again. How are you, sir? Hey. <laughs> Let's see. So you and I met, I would say, 10 years ago with the Sports Paw family, a long, long time ago. Yeah. And um, and that was when you had Osco kind of up and running with, with all the Porsche GT3 cars that you were running in, sure, in IMSA. Right. And what are your days like today? Right now, yeah. I'm, I'm winding that whole thing down yeah. because I've... Uh, <laughs> I have tried to uh, maintain, uh, uh, you know, clients, and it's been it's been very difficult. And I, I, so there's something I'm doing wrong. And rather than try to figure out what it is I'm doing wrong, I'm just going to quit. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> You've been doing it a long You've time. You've been doing it a few years. Yeah, 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 yeah I so have been. Yeah. Actually, uh, actually, it, it it starts at about the mid '60s. Yeah. Um, when when I was uh, over at Fullerton JC and a couple of guys over there were had sports cars and and uh, next thing you know we're out kind of looking for something to do first of all that, that that ended up being things that weren't very interesting they were like rallies and stuff like yeah. that yeah and all of a sudden somebody found out that you could get into the Riverside racetrack out there on Thursdays by going to the back gate and paying thirty five dollars oh. the okay. whole day wow right and. We started doing that. I right. mean, even to the point of where a friend of mine had a Austin Healy that had removable windshield, and he put it on the ground. And when he came into the pits, he drove over it. I mean, that type of thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Very cool. That but, is awesome. Um, that that kind of started the whole deal. Yeah. And about probably a couple of us kind of went on from there and, right. and stopped doing any of that local stuff. and started running SCCA. Okay, so there there was no school, there was no carts, it was just literally you paying $35 going yeah. to the back gate of Riverside and that was your racing start. Yeah. That is awesome. Do you yeah. simulator time? Do you do a lot of video games? No. And like the Aussie family, like your brother Randy um, is still very active today. Uh, like what was, has, was the Aussie family always a, a big car family or I mean how did no. you guys start? I probably started with me. I, okay. Um, yeah. The uh, I have two brothers. Have yeah. two brothers. I, I lost one about uh, three years ago, and uh, and that was that was Dave, the middle brother. And we we uh, he and I started Osco. Well, right. actually, not started Osco. That's something I started. We started Aussie Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was at one time it was a it was just about the only place to go for used Porsche parts. Okay. Right. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I. Over the period of time, I ended up uh, getting a job with uh, with uh, Dan, yeah. and uh, and so he was flying me all around the place with uh, with uh, a PR guy from Toyota and that sort of thing. And one day, I asked him, I said, uh, "What could you do for our company?" And he said, "I'd do the same thing." He said, "I would, I would, I would probably do 500 words, thousand words." PR guy. Yeah, yeah, yep, and and. A, a couple of pictures and that sort of thing. I'd send them to every automotive magazine in the world. Yeah. And he said, they don't respond immediately. They'll go, hmm. And right. and so one day they'll go, we need something here. Let's. So. Yeah. It, so it it just kind of feeds itself. Wow. The way it worked was unbelievable. Yeah. Really. Oh. Really. He just I mean, said PR people are effective. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it used to be a long time ago. Yeah. He used yeah. To be. <laughs> <laughs> And so we had, I mean, all of a sudden, Japanese magazine would hit. Okay. okay. And uh, and then a, a Dutch magazine. And, right. And some, you and know. This is all about Aussie Brothers. 
Yeah, Aussie yeah. Brothers. Yeah. yeah. No, we had, at that time, we weren't racing. Yeah. We had a um, we had a, a, a facility near the wrecking yard. Yeah. But it was a sheet that metal was out here in Anaheim. Or yes. Or, yeah. Okay. It was a sheet metal building, and uh, the people that we rented it out to, thank God, burned it down. Oh, so interesting. Okay. Uh, we got to tilt up in a, a, a building, which is where I am right now. Yeah. Where, where, where Osco is right, right now. Right. With the, the new people coming in all the time and, and discovering Porsches. Yeah. Uh, when the Australians did it, yeah. they all of a sudden, you know, they're they sending cars down there, and the Japanese started buying cars over here exotics and, and things like yeah. that and it was happening daily and next thing you know uh, a, a reporter from CNN came out with a little couple of couple of guys and they did yeah. like uh, 15 seconds every hour for a day oh no kidding yeah and, okay. and she said uh, so what do you do with all the with all the the cars and I you know and I said well I said if you if you look and the direction is that way over there uh -huh. I said that's the Brea landfill and okay. I said, there's probably about 300 cars up there that have been folded into the earth. Yeah. yeah. The Japanese went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> they came over with buses and they came over with plaques and shit that they wanted to stick in the ground and... and <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah. I really, mean... Really? This, this was unheard of. It, it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. And and these these cars that had some... <laughs> I guess they're built like Buddha or something, but they're, they, there's some reason why they, they had yeah. this interest yeah. in... And now these things are, are have been yeah have been interned into the ground yeah, yeah. well and, and so Aussie Bro I don't forgive me I don't know the exact year but Aussie Brothers started like late 60s early 70s actually I got back from Vietnam in 72 okay. and that's when we started it okay so early 70s uh, yeah but at the time and correct me if I'm wrong um, like if you were a Porsche person it was pretty much dealerships and that was it like you guys were sort of the first pretty much aftermarket yeah. and performance and parts yeah. kind of business that was outside of a dealership yeah. So, yeah, that's good to get in early. And in terms of American car companies, it was, you know, a new brand on the scene out here, especially. It became really popular to have yeah. a Porsche. You know, when celebrities started buying them and things like that, it got to be like a glorified car, but it didn't have a history in this country. You know, exactly. it was Fords and the big three were always around. You were a little weird if you had one. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's, you got to have one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing that, that uh, I mean, you know, without blown my own horn what we what we had going there was was uh was pretty magic and and we couldn't figure out exactly how it happened but yeah. but it, it, it was big um had a lot of people working there and that sort of thing and and then a uh, like a little interpersonal relationship happened between my brother and his son because i um um it, it it went on for a period of time and it kind of it slowed down it slowed up quite a bit and and so i i talked to dave and, and i said i said you know what the problem is is that when we started this thing we worked we worked uh, nights and we worked weekends we worked holidays mm -hmm. we worked all the time we're not willing to do that right now we're hardly willing to do what, it, what, we're, what we have to to show up here so we need some young blood like we were at that time uh, and right. i said You've got one. You got a 21-year-old that's that's interested in that sort of thing, but because there was a divorce involved in that, and uh, a bunch yeah, of stuff, that I, stuff. Yeah, yeah and uh, that ended up one day in a in a kind of a fist fight. Besides, <laughs> I just I said, okay, it's yours. Right. Every piece that's in here is yours, and I want to hear any more about it. Right. I left. I walked out. I, I went across the street to that building we had across the street, and I said, now what I'm going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, 
I had a I had a connection at this time with Port with uh, Toyota. Okay. And, and so because you're also driving at this point. Like, I, I, yeah. Is it all like club yeah, right. stuff or or SCCA? Like what were you racing at the time? No, at at this time, see, we, we've we've eclipsed a certain period of time here, and yeah. so I'm actually driving for Dan because I drove for Dan for about seven years. Okay, right. so we're right. Um, yeah. So so that's great. So you're running like a Porsche aftermarket business effectively, and then driving for Dan Gurney and AAR in one of like the most prestigious Toyota factory programs you could yes. run. Well, and sounds like cool with it. one kind of went to the other. So, like, you walked out of the Porsche business for the parts and everything into doing the Toyota stuff and other racing? Well, they, I, I, I didn't really realize how the Toyota thing would... would I just thought that because I had some history with these guys yeah. that I could probably go over there and talk them out of their salvage. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. That was the goal. Well, you're thinking business yeah. plans. And, yeah. and yeah. sure enough, it, it, it worked for a very short period of time. And, and of course... It got too big, and we, I, I you know, we, <laughs> right. I had a small area, and I'll, that was going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. So, the first thing I found on on you was you were racing a Porsche 908. Yeah. Back with Burns Racing, Burns Porsche and Audi. How does that deal? Because that's the first thing I could really find on your driving biography, so to speak. That's a pretty big car. That's a fast prototype car, basically. Yeah. Well, I didn't know any better, and, <laughs> <laughs> and so Don Burns Porsche yeah. was was a uh, county Porsche dealership down here, not not big, certainly not like they are now, and uh, and and Don Burns was a, a wealthy guy, and and he bought one of these things, yeah, and he drove it and scared himself a little bit, and so he he ended up hiring a guy to drive it who who uh, actually drove it pretty well, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden they started looking at how how this was was kind of messing up their business because. Uh, <laughs> they would take it out, blow the motor up, and the the uh, service manager would end up doing the motor while while he was uh, drinking. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was a good way to do it. Yeah, right, right. And so uh, the the valves were colliding with the pistons and all that sort of thing. So they brought a, a motor over to have my brother Randy do it, and and then before they picked the motor up, this the uh, the general manager at the dealer said. This thing, this thing is too much for us. And I, I had a C production 911 at that time, and uh, we would like to have you have the 908, and we would like to have your your car. And so we swapped the 911 for a 908. Yeah. Wow. Well, it n that wasn't exactly across the board. It was ten thousand dollars. Ah, okay. But yeah. And at that time, I had no idea. <laughs> right. And as it turned out, that that uh, so I I ran that thing in the Can-Am. Yeah. Yeah, you raced Can-Am with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I ran it at the Can-Am, I should say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you were entered. Yeah. But we finished well. Yeah. yeah. We only missed, I think we only missed the first race in Canada. And and what happened there was uh, Elliot was up there. Elliot Forge Robinson? Yeah. Yep. EFR. And, uh, and he called me and he goes, man, you got to get that thing on the truck and get it to the next race, which is Atlanta. Okay. And because he said, they are paying some real money up here and there are some... some rags that are that are running for this deal okay. so we did that and we actually made pretty good money we, we paid for the year and all that sort of thing okay and uh and, and at the at the end of the year we just kind of parked it we go well, now what are we going to do so we, we we sold it to a guy who was in the P POC 
and he wanted to run the parking lot events with it. So that's a Porsche's owner club, and he wanted to do, like, autocross? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the 908. <laughs> with the 908. Which is an open-top prototype car yeah. of the day. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and so he, he called me up and wanted to know if I had any, any more small tires because <laughs> the tires were stuck too good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so kind of backing up a little bit. So uh, for, for somebody who's never met you, um, like the uh, – uh, I, I hate to go all the way all the way back to the beginning, but, like, the Aussie family. Where where are you guys from originally? We're from Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. What did your parents do? I'm sorry. What did your parents do? Um, my dad was uh, actually he came out here to work on the freeway. Okay. When it was at Atlanta, at Atlantic. Atlantic oh, okay. So over that, here, yeah, yeah. which it, is like kind of the main thoroughfare out here in Southern from California. From that point on, you had to come all the way down here on Manchester, I think it was. Okay. And. Uh, and my my mother was a school teacher her okay. whole life fourth grade always right know. so so basically after the war there were all kinds of freeways being built throughout the 50s it's kind of the reinvestment of the country the 405 and the 5 were kind of in development here yes and so he was part of that and so where did cars come into this with the family that probably happened with 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 me I, oh really okay so yeah. your dad wasn't a car guy no your no, mom no, wasn't no, no i didn't yeah. know anything about him right um and what kind of kid were you you get in trouble? No. No, really? No trouble. Okay. Just, well, just working and doing things all the time. I had a I had a Model A, and, and uh, I, I drove the Model A to high school for quite a while. I shot myself in the leg one time, and so I... What? Wait, Hold on. No, back you, can't just, you can't just say back that, and up. then I'll tell us how that... So, wait, what? Not figuratively. <laughs> literally shot yourself in the leg? Yeah. Okay, what? How? <laughs> uh, well, the, about that time, probably something you'd never even heard of, but there, but there was this... This quick draw, quick draw sport was okay. Yeah, you know, like a shooting. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know this. And you, and it's like fake duels kind of thing, or it's like a it's yeah. a you're not shooting at targets. Yes, right. at right. targets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they had all kinds of electronic timing equipment, that sort of thing. And Knott's Berry Farm had a, a whole deal for that. And so it's a measure of like how quick you can do it and how accurate your shot is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's like a shooting competition. Yeah. But Knott's Berry Farm is. You it's explain this to me, but our front yeah, followers it's, might it's not a know. Theme. It's basically like a Disneyland or a Six Flags right. Uh, mm -hmm. right. uh, based on what was a huge berry farm out in Buena yes. Vista. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we stayed in this. It was, a, it was a, a, a mine, but it probably was more like a cavern. Okay. It was kind of a place to, to stay at night, and my truck was kind of up there. And you guys are camping, basically. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So I, I got up and... and grab my stuff and I head up the hill and I'm waiting for the other guy to come up and I thought I'm going to strap this thing on and see what it feels like to do with a, with, with a real round. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so <Okay>. it, <laughs> it kind of went in one side of the leg and went right across the top of the bone and then it went it got my it got the bone from my little toe right so that thing was wrapped up for a little while and yeah, well, and yeah a bullet went like, through it. So, so, so your friend that's coming up the hill Behind you, yeah. He hears a gunshot, and then probably a lot of screaming. No, no. no yeah, you're a tough it, guy. I admit. No, it, it, it for some reason, <laughs> I don't know. It, it just didn't hurt, but but, <laughs> but I could see the hole, and I go, that doesn't look right. Yeah, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so I said, I, I said, Bill, I just shot myself. He goes, Yeah, yeah. I just left something else down there. Would you go down and get it or something like that? And I right. said, No, no you, I really shot. We myself. need to go someplace. And so. Yeah. He goes, God, I always wanted to do this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's hauling ass to to get to the the hospital. Then. Right. Yeah. Right. And of course they've got they've got a nurse in there that's got this brush. It's about that long, oh and it looks like it's got brass bristles on it like that. Uh -huh. 
one right. side and the other. Oh, just God. Like out that, the hole. You know? yeah. Yeah. Just like reaming it out? Oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> that, that, this is exactly <laughs> what we want to hear. So. Okay. Uh, did so you ever did you ever end up going to Knott's Berry Farm after that? No, no, uh, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was done. <laughs> so now it's now it's just cars. That's that's what you're focused on. Were you like, did you become an avid car guy at this point? Or what? What I this 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 uh, uh, sports car club we belong to in Garden Grove. Yeah. Um, they did they did uh, like kind of like parking lot events. Mm -hmm. These. These uh, I think they call them slaloms. Okay, yeah, sure. And uh, and so we we were going to take that just a just a degree further. And so you know I get uh, I get the uh, uh, fairgrounds up in Pomona. <laughs> Good. And we're and we're going to make like mile long straightaways. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, pretty soon we were we had been discovered. We put on like three of these okay. until we got discovered. And, and of these massive. High speed, of course. Yeah. High speed. Yeah. We never, never hurt anybody. It never, it never went wrong. But people started saying, uh, "This doesn't look right. We better check with our insurance guy." And pretty yeah, soon sure. they said that. that. Was that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's about the time we found the back gate at Riverside. Okay. 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 Yeah. So at this point, is like a career in racing not something any, you're achieving, or not even a thought? What were you no. going to be? Well, I was, I was uh, in school to be a CE, a civil engineer. Okay. And. Uh, and I was at Cal Poly Pomona. Okay. And uh, <laughs> actually, there was some monkey motion that went on up there with. Uh, <laughs> Proceed. With some cattle. What? Oh, all okay, right. Because we needed to pave a parking lot for the engineering department, and so we sold <laughs> a, we sold a couple of beef. Oh, okay. And right. So I left. <laughs> I think they asked me to, and and I went to Cal Cal State Long Beach. Okay. And. Uh, Wait, hold on. Yeah, there's there's a there's a story there. That's not the whole story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So you go to Cal Poly Pomona for civil engineering, and okay, I, they need to pay a parking Cal, lot. Cal Poly Pomona, right? Is is uh, it's it's a, uh, a a grant from the Kellogg Voris family. Okay. okay. And and that w the, the we're supposed to you're supposed to be raising and furthering the breed of uh. of of some beef cattle right that was part of the sort of the curriculum they really wanted to push within the school. yeah there okay. was i'm sure there was some curriculum but mostly it was it's their it, it this was one of their objectives yes yeah, yeah. sure okay. and so there were all these cool parking lots there but but uh and they would move cattle occasionally and there were opportunities for them to lose a couple okay. and and just, so just they just stray off or whatever yeah they would okay. just they'd stray off to yeah. to to the butcher. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. Like, okay. oh, that one got away. Oh, yeah. yeah. How was lunch? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, I th this is it wasn't my idea. Okay. But I was involved. Okay. And, okay. And so, uh, so I went to I went to Cal State Long Beach and and uh, <laughs> hang on. Okay. So, <laughs> so just to make clear, so a couple cattle disappear. Yeah. All of a sudden, dinner is really good. Yeah. Dennis Aussie might be tied to this. Somebody found out, mm -hmm. and then they that's why they asked you to. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. All right. Now there it's all go. clear. There yeah. we go. All right. How was it? Was it good meat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I never ate any of it. I okay. don't I don't know. I don't even know where it went. I mean, they, just, they just got sold. They you got, got yeah, sold. Right. Collected off. They of got it. sold, and, and a paving company came in there and paved that parking lot. Paved right. that. Okay. Paved the, the not the. It wasn't a parking lot when we paved it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Copy. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
So, so you end up moving down. So now you're at Cal State Long Beach. Cal State yeah. Long Beach. I got drafted out of Long Beach. And when I came back at that time, I went to work for a place um, that uh, was a manufacturing place in Los Angeles. And the, the guy that ran that place was, was really good to me. He was okay. a really good guy. And he had a Porsche. Ah. He wanted to have a, a, a TR3 to race. Okay. And so he bought this car. I Before I went in the service, I did all the work on it and mm -hmm. that sort of thing, <coughs> making it into what I thought was a race car at that time. Sure, yeah. And the very first time, he dipped it over and killed himself. Wow. Oh, jeez. And that okay. slowed me down a little bit. Yeah. Kind of random side question. So you got drafted um, yeah. partway through uh, Cal State Long Beach. Couldn't having shot a hole through your leg gotten you out? Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Actually, I, I, I have to say I tried uh, a number of things, and somebody told me that when, you're, when you go to the AP station downtown L.A., just before they send you to Fort Ord, if, you, if you've got a hearing problem, tell them, and they say, what are you doing about it? You tell them you, you go diving. And so some, something like that to where they, they realize you're incorrigible and, you, and they don't want to deal with it. Okay. But... Uh, I guess I was probably good enough for them. Okay. They they weren't at that time. They weren't uh, too particular. Yeah, yeah, they were sending everybody good. Yeah. And you, when did you go go overseas? Sixty-eight. Oh, right in the thick of it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that was a bad time to go. Okay. What well, uh, what line of the service were you in? Army. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, and I, I when I was at Fort Ord, um, I got called out of formation one morning and. Uh, and they said, go down to reception station. If there's a PFC, we'll see you down there. So I, I went down there, and, and this guy said, uh, he said, I was looking at your Form 20. And he said, there's kind of an interesting thing on there. There's a, it said hobbies and av avocation. And you had auto racing, and then you crossed it out. Huh. I said, yeah. I, I said, it's none of your f***ing business. <laughs> 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 right. right. And, yeah. and so uh, I, I just decided... That's my private thing, and you're yeah. not gonna you're not yeah. gonna have it. Right. And he said, "Well, he said, have you ever heard of the Long the Long Beach Four Cylinder Club?" And I said, "No, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it was a big one." And he said, "I am now in a position here, where where I, I was hoping I would be. I want I I can do something for somebody that would, that's in racing." Yeah. And I said, "What can you do?" And he goes, "He said, uh, you want to see your your." Uh, your orders because it was getting pretty close to time to the ship yeah yeah he said what do you want to do and i said motor pool and he goes you don't want to do that and i, I said well, why not and he said because they're going to get you up in the middle and some colonel is going to get you up in the middle of the night to have you drive them down to some whorehouse <laughs> and <laughs> yeah right things like that that might be better than getting shot at yeah, yeah. so he said <clears throat> he opened the door and there was a bunch of a bunch of desks and he said you want to do this and i go what is that and he goes it's it's a uh, like clerical work and i right. said okay i mean right right now you're keeping me away from what what probably is going to kill me yeah. and that's that sounds good to me although yeah, right doesn't sound like anything i want to do but as it turns out in order to make this happen when my when the company got shipped out i stayed there for four days or something like that and they sent me down to a clerk typist and then I, the guy that did this favor for me got caught oh of sort of giving favors to mm -hmm. certain guys okay he uh -huh. got a little bit too greedy right i guess so they uh 
they shipped him out and they oh shipped everybody out <laughs> that he had done the suicide. Here oh, we wow. go. But after your time. No. Nope. Oh, oh, no, so you were part of it. affected you too. Yeah, what did you end up doing then? Oh, well, I was a personal specialist okay. working in an office okay. in the train. I was about to get off one morning and it was a helicopter company. There was this warrant officer pilot kind of had a reputation they bring him in all shot up all the time and, and so he came he came in and he goes he said what's your name i'll see you guys you want to go fly in the mall and I, I i was thinking you don't know my name because we're going to do something tomorrow where i may not be coming back and and I, i'm probably the helicopter pilots then didn't have a reputation for uh having an easy life no and and they were all 21 year old and crashing cars. Right. Those were hot shots, yeah. So, I did that. And I went, went out with him several times. And so I did my last half of my duty over there as a door gunner. Wow. Whoa. Got, yeah. But that, yeah. I, I never saw anything. Really? No. Well, very fortunate. Yeah. Well, I was, I was flying with a guy who was starting to get short. <laughs> okay. And, uh, he tried to make sure that he didn't, he wasn't out there in the in the shit. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, the only thing that was kind of cool was I was stationed in Natrang, and there was an island out off Natrang. Mm -hmm. And he came in one morning, he goes, you going to fly? And I go, yeah. So he said, there are some, there are some really fast twin rotor Russian helicopters that are are being used up in the north and he said we would like to be the first the first crew to shoot down a helicopter and he said you're not going to be involved in that but he said we need the weight <laughs> we need the weight in the car so oh. he says tomorrow we're going to go out by entree and we're going to take this thing up to as close to 10,000 feet as we can get and we're going to fall and at some point down there we're going to try to turn it all back on again and and we're going to we're going to fall on him without rotor the rotor noise. Because 10,000 feet in a helicopter is extremely high. Yeah. yeah. Well, and no, you're going to shut it all off and just free fall yeah. so he doesn't see you coming <coughs> and kick. Okay. But, the, I mean, when this is happening, you know, the, the, the M60 is hanging on a yeah. bun bungee cords uh -huh. you can go yeah. out. You know, and that's but yeah, but you're dealing oh, with gravity. Bang, 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 <laughs> bang. <laughs> right. And yeah. the rotors yeah. are out there and they disappeared. I can't see them anymore. Yeah. So... <coughs> We get down about 2,000 feet, and they turn the whole thing back on, and they were cheering and <laughs> a bunch of kids. <laughs> I, ne I, I never heard. I never heard if they got them or not. When I got back from that, Randy said, "There's a race in Las Vegas," and Jim Cook and some of these guys that I knew, they're going over. So, yeah, well, let's, uh, I was yeah, I was ready to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this was some fun. It was a night race because it was so bloody hot. Right, right. And they had they had these generator lights out there and stuff like that. And they had there was everything. There was 904s out there. There was you know right, just bring what you can. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the race, this guy comes comes around and he says, "What's your name?" Uh, Jim Cook. He goes, "Hold on a second, Jim Cook." You got four. And he goes, that's right. That's, we, we think so, too. <laughs> and so he says, that's $1,500. Writes him out a check. And he goes, my name is, my name is John Bishop, and uh, wow. this is my club. Yeah. And he said, I want you, to, I want you guys to, to wow. support this, 
this thing for new series they're yeah. doing. Yeah. 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 It was the inception. Yeah. yeah. John Bishop being, for those who don't know, the founder of IMSA. Yeah. 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 And that, that stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you're seeing real money. Well, also, yeah. he cares yeah. enough. He finished fourth already. He didn't know he was going to get the check, probably. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. they knew there was money involved, but right. they figured somebody will we'll send you a check. Yeah, right. Yeah, for <laughs> that before. <laughs> In racing? <coughs> yeah. But he actually took the time to walk around and handle it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of the way they were. So now you're seeing the writing on the wall. This could be a profession. This could actually be what you mm -hmm. do. Okay. And so does this become the focus then? It, it does. Because so basically, you're doing this, and then Dave's got the real business, so to speak. He wasn't too keen on the whole deal. Uh, it's a brother deal. It was probably a jealousy deal. I, you know. Because he's not racing, and meanwhile, yeah. you're, you're, you're being the big hot shot that's out he was, winning trophies. Right. And, yeah. right. Okay. He, he followed the racing. He knew more about, what, about who was doing what in the, uh, the, right. the racetrack than I did. But while you're out in Vegas playing race car driver, he's back here in, in Orange County yeah. making money. Right. So at what point, um, not necessarily driving, but at when was the first time you crossed paths with uh, Dan Gurney? It first started, there's a, there's a guy named Chuck Kendall, Tommy Kendall's father. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Kendall had he had, had some some car. He he had done a a, a, a big deal, a Fox Hills Mall or something like that, and and was going to spend some money in racing. <coughs> he bought a 934, but it was too nice a car. It was hard to drive for him. Okay. And so he sent JR, who was his crew chief at that time, sent him back east. And and the the, the best thing they could come up with was Jim Busby's M1. M1 Pro Car BMW. Yeah, yeah. Pro Car. Yep. So um, I raced that kind of with him, but he didn't drive it very much um, by that time. At any point, do you see little Tommy Kendall running around? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What was he like as, he a, little, as a little guy? <clears throat> he was just car crazy. Yeah, yeah. And nobody in the family, they were all golfers and, and stuff like that. His, uh, Bart, they had, to, they had to find a place at the racetrack where the hotel had a golf course because he was going to want to play golf That's while Tommy yeah. was driving and stuff sure, like that. Sure, sure. And then uh, pretty soon he, he got into a situation where he was driving a Firehawk car. Yeah. And he'd get out of the car and go do his homework. <laughs> get back in and right. get out. Yeah. Right. So where in all this does, does Dan come into the picture? So uh, after the M1. Around 83? Yeah. yeah. I, actually, the, the crew chief we had, had had made so many changes to the car that it was completely unreliable. Yeah. Okay. And because he was a friend... And so, you know, it just, I, I didn't feel like it was Chuck's car. It didn't feel like that I, I could dis disrupt that whole thing. Right. So I quit. Yeah. And uh, I went over to uh, long, to uh, Las Vegas to the Formula One race. Yeah. Had. <coughs> and I don't even know what I was looking at over there, but, but <laughs> I, I bumped into a guy named Terry Cargus, who was... Terry Cargus had been involved in a number of Porsche dealerships and things like that, and he was... Uh, he was doing some kind of a job for Dan over there. And so he asked me, so what are you doing next year? And I said, well, right now I'm looking. And, uh, and he said, why don't you come over and have lunch with Dan and I on Monday? And so I did that. And, and uh, Dan then told me that he was taking over the Toyota project. And uh, he said, I need, I, or I would like to have a, uh, a, uh, a senior driver. 
I, I want only kids. I only want kids. But he said, I'd like to have a senior driver at least until this thing gets off, off the ground. Okay. okay. So that kind of classic, a lot of young swinging appendages, but one guy yeah. that can be patient and... Uh, you can say swinging dicks on the show. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but one sort of that experienced calm guy who yeah. can just sort of. Mentor so they had a yeah. they had a, uh, a a shootout out at Willow Spring. Oh, cool. Okay. But the, but they were using pro celebrity cars. <laughs> okay, so like rental go karts. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so just, just like shitty yeah. Celicas or something from. The but time. they had everybody. I mean, there was a guy named Boy Haya that was here from from Holland and wow. And, wow. Um, but Willie was there. Yes. Yes. And uh, Willie's our guy. Yeah. And Willie, Dan had a relationship with Willie's father, and and there's always that picture of little Willie, uh, someplace. You know, his father was involved with Dan. Yeah. <clears throat> and Willie went out there and drove it off the track, and I I was supposed <laughs> to be. I had one of the race cars, and I was kind of supposed to be a little, doing a little bit of testing okay. while we were out there also. Yeah. It was about three laps, and there were so many rocks on the track, I couldn't drive anymore. Right. From Willie. So I just parked it yeah. and, <laughs> and watched, and it was just mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> and fi finally, <laughs> Willie rung the flywheel off this thing, and it, yeah. and, and it, was, it was all clanging and banging right. and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And, but, I mean, not just him. Everybody was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's trying to impress. Yep. Well, yeah. it's Dan I, I don't know, know how... Dan made up his mind. I, he ended up with Wally Dallenbach, yeah. yep. um, who was who was really good. I really yeah. liked him, and I spent a little time with him because I, I thought he was worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, he kept me for that the first race, which may have been Miami. Right. As and a sort of like the senior yeah. level-headed guy. The first, one, first one that I found was uh, the Luberman six hours at Mid-Ohio. Your team with Roberto Moreno. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, young young Roberto Moreno so from you <laughs> coming on over. Yeah, super super sub. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he had this Iranian girlfriend that, that nobody liked. Moreno did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, and so uh, Jeff Swartout was a team manager, and he okay. was really a good guy, uh, a Penske guy now. Okay. And uh, and so he was Moreno was was kind of complaining about. I, I can't I can't really drive the car very well because Dennis is always in the car and that sort of thing, you know. And, and so he goes, well, if if you think that will help you, he said, I'll tell Dennis not to show up until Saturday. And uh, yes, that would help. So he qualifies the car, and you know things happen. Who knows? But yeah. but uh, so I I flew in. I finally got to the track and qualifying was not quite over yet and so they, they said you, you want to do a couple laps before this thing having never gotten in the car at that know? weekend yeah. Yeah, yeah okay and and so uh it, it, this sounds like a blowhard deal that's it's okay you don't know <laughs> yeah have you Every met jack baldwin yeah <laughs> <laughs> we just had dinner yeah, with him a little like while ago yeah or yeah you're yeah, fine we, we you were fine in the last few weeks it's been jack bobby answer like Trust me. There's nothing you can say <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that's going to make you sound. So anyway, like I, got, I I I I, uh, I qualified the car in the pole, and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's had all day yeah, and, and your first laps. He gets yeah. out of the car, yeah. and his, his girlfriend's the first one to him, and goes, "You you are not a driver. You're oh, just wow. you, you know, oh. and you're the you're the worst. Yeah. And just just wow. just words are just flowing. Yeah, you let a, an American beat you. Oh and no, an old American. Oh, yeah." <laughs> 
I like it. I like everything about and, this story. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of that weekend, on Saturday night, we were at an airport someplace, and we can hear this voice. It's still happening. It's a bitch, and she's still still ragging right, on him. Right, right. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, how, right. long, how long did she last? Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Well, I honestly, that part I don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually, I got along with him really well. Yeah, he seems like a super nice guy. He is a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's dealing with things also, you know, and, and no matter what happens, is well, I, I can't do it quite, it's, it's, you know, sure, because sure. I don't have enough time in the car yet. And, you know, so. <laughs> old, Aussie, old man Aussie over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Got two laps. He's fine. <laughs> Grandpa Dennis put it on pole. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you're sort of fully ingrained in that AAR program, obviously you'd been running your own programs <laughs> at the same time. Was there anything that you gained out of working with AAR in terms of just how a team should run, management, things like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dan, you know as much as anybody does about Dan. He's, yeah. he's the ultimate fiddler. Yeah. And, uh, and he smiles a lot, yeah. and that helps. Yeah. But, uh, but when I first came there, we had GTU cars. Right. And the GTU cars were, were had a, they had a pretty small fuse. They were, they were ready to go up at any time. They, <coughs> you, would, you would be in the middle of a, uh, uh, like at Watkins Glen or someplace, you'd, you'd be in the middle of a, of a and, the long and you, you'd be at about 8,900 or 9,000 RPM, yeah. and if, if you hit a little bump or something like that, yeah. it would go to 9,100. Oh, it was terrible. And being underpowered cars, you had to keep the revs up all the time. Yeah, you could. yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, yeah you, you really have to. Yeah. Um, and they they put a turbo motor in one, and and I, I, I won with that up at Laguna, and uh, actually it it's not it was not a bad car. Now when when uh, Chris Cord was my partner, and I have right. to say that he's he's the he is a, a golden man. It's like you. I think you drove with him more than anybody in those Toyotas. Yeah, yeah. And I and I preferred to. He was really and and Rocky also actually Rocky I had uh, uh, Rocky and I won two they call them five hundred milers they were five hundreds they were five hundred kilometers I think sure sure but uh, one of them one of them we finished in ahead of the, the prototypes <laughs> oh yeah and so the payday yeah. was amazing yeah right, absolutely and that that's that's a, that was the thing that see I got I got into this deal right about the time. When when paydays are starting to happen, right? And I, and as a driver, you're actually making a portion of that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And yeah. of course, uh, and I, you had to, you you split with the with the team and with yeah. mm -hmm. guys back at the shop and that sort of thing. Right. But I was more than willing to do that. That was that was great. Right. Yeah. But uh, the paydays are so good that even a portion is still pretty nice. To yeah. Have. Yeah. One year, one year, the my portion of prize money at the end of the year allowed me to buy a. A, a, a fifty thousand dollar three hundred SL. I mean, it was a three hundred SL that needed a re restoration. Right. Still, but yeah, it doesn't happen today. No, no, it doesn't. No, it's a shame. And and they they had they had some races that were like I think they called them Can Am or something like that. They had a race that would be at like Mossport and uh, Watkins Glen oh, or like something a like that. Championship yeah, and, and yeah. if and and you you might win thirty thousand dollars if you won the race, but if you won the both the you won a hundred plus the money. Wow! No, okay. I never got any of that because that was all prototype. <laughs> okay, uh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and actually, uh, I I drove the uh, 
the GTO cars are probably kind of a specialty. I mean, I, I, I like them because I like taking the corner across the, across the door. Yeah. And <clears throat> and the cars are really neat. They, yeah. They, 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 they felt good. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't have sequential transmissions or any of that sort of thing, but... but uh, they were they were good cars. Yeah, yeah. A proper proper race car at that point. Yeah, they yeah, really were. Like Trans Am car basically. Yeah. Yep. So you you know you're part of this very very popular Celica program. Uh, you helped develop the MK2, right? The prototype. Um, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I we had the first the first car which you've never seen. Yeah. It was a kind of a, a deftly looking thing. It was yeah. it, it <laughs> sat low and. The, Head, headlights from you know back in there and stuff yeah. like that, but but uh, I, it's hard for me to believe the car was as crude as it was, and um, because of the team and everything, like how no, good they are at other things. Or? Well, the guy that the guy that penned this thing um, had been there for quite some time, yeah, and he had a reputation for using way way too small fasteners for everything. Ah, ah, ah. Um, scary, and. Uh, and so that's the one I crashed. Okay. And uh, it, it, you know, it, it had a motor that make it go fast. Now the the motor was the GTO motor, mm -hmm. but still, it's a 700 horse motor, and uh, and it uh, a, a wheel came off. Now that wasn't because of anything he did. Uh, it it just happened, and it came off going into turn six at Riverside, and uh, it was a right rear. And so when it left, and the car went down, it picked the left front uh, out. Yeah, yeah, and now yeah. sheet of paper in the wind. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Did it go blow over? Full on? No, actually, it it, it the, the, the there's a wall there. Yeah. It's kind of brick or, or concrete or something like that, and it hit that, and it, it went up in the air, and then it came back down on top of the wall, and it fell on the wheel. Okay. Um, and uh, but we had no radios, and they're back there going. Let's take it slow. Yeah, 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 right. What happened? No, yeah. Right, right. And so uh, there was a guy out there with a weed eater. Right. Yeah. And he's going, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Willie T. Ribs is probably one of our favorite people we've ever sat down with. Who? Willie T. Willie, Willie T. Willie, Ribs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how was the under the, at, under the tent atmosphere when you would be on the same program with him? Well, that's kind of interesting because <clears throat> I got along with him. Yeah. Great. Actually, when we were doing GTU and he wasn't in the program yet, yeah, there were several people there. There was a couple of southern redneck guys with accents and that sort of thing that sure. had told me one time that they liked him. Oh, okay. And and I reported that to him also. Uh -huh. I said you're you're actually very well liked on this on this team. Right. And uh, did you feel a responsibility to do that as an elder statesman or just because you I did? did. Yeah. I, and and I, I thought it needed a bolster. Yeah. He started calling me coach, and that's what he always <laughs> called me. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but he, but he definitely was on his own program. Yeah. And um, I had a, a crew chief on that on, on my car that was, he became the team manager, uh, Indy car, and all that sort mm -hmm. of thing. So you could tell he, he was very capable. Yeah. Gary Donahoe. Okay. And Gary Donahoe and I worked worked on that car, and and we didn't let Dan do any of the weird <laughs> <laughs> and we had to be very careful because right. one time he was he was so pissed he goes i just feel like right now i just feel like going to the airport and go home 
Wow. So they made us feel bad, but right. but because he's not let you're not letting him tinker with his own team. Well, and it was maybe even more than that. <laughs> but but uh, he. So, the crew chief on the other guy was Sean Smith, and Sean Smith. He really came from nowhere, and while he was All-American racers, he was a tire roller, and okay. somehow he came on that car, and he had greasy fingerprints all over the car always <laughs> and that sort of thing. So yeah. <coughs> so we, we kind of ran our, ran our own program, mm -hmm. and uh, in, in 87, um, the, the, uh, I got hurt in February, so, but prior to that, we Gary and I really had the whole thing laid out to where, and he was just really, really good about details and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, we really thought we were gonna, we were gonna win. Yeah. So um, that Willie Willie's car became Dan's car. Okay. Ah, uh, and they would again. they would do all kinds of things. Uh, not nothing. There was never any. We didn't even. Yeah, right. We, right. we had nothing to do with them. Really. Yeah. Two separate one-car <coughs> programs. Basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I'd get a call in the 10:30 at night, Gary, and he goes, "You know what's going on out there?" And I said, "No, what?" Because Dan's out there, and he's got four guys out there, and they're changing Willie's everything. And I go, "Well, all that's going to do is make him go back further." Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, because he would do things like chains on the front suspension, you know, so that that when you when you lift, it wouldn't it wouldn't, pull wouldn't jerk him off the ground yeah. or sure, something like that. Sure. <laughs> right. So right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are pretty competitive as it is with yeah. your car. So yeah. it's right. Not like and but Willie Willie would would make it competitive sure. because he had ring the neck out of it. Yeah. yeah. He would. Yeah. Um, he was really hard on on hard on gearboxes. Okay. Hard on stuff. Yeah. But but it was it was kind of fun working with him and and he of course he has all the jargon and all this all this yeah, all this yeah. shit and we would go to we'd go to dinner and and uh Abby would sit right across from him and she just loved it get him going needle him yeah yeah because he'd say uh, i'm i'm uh, i'm a i'm a, a practicing uh, muslim now okay and so she'd quiz him about that and right just to get try him try to get him going yeah. and that sort of thing and <laughs> anyway both she and Dan have have told me independently that uh, the GTO days were the best years of their life. Can you imagine him wow. saying that? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. yeah, considering where he's been, everything yeah. he did before Every, and after, and it, yeah, it, that's cool. Shivered me. Yeah. yeah, the guy raced Formula One with yeah. his own car and right. won. <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. not only that, yeah. but, but like at Spa. Yeah, right. Yeah. Against the greats. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> right. Wow. Huh. Anyway. So, uh, from from the uh, the, the uh, GTU days, we didn't do very well in GTU. And sure. We were so, uh, Chris Chris and I decided that, that uh, we wanted to have lunch with Dan. Is it Chris Cord? Chris Cord. Yeah. And we wanted to propose Dan to build a GTO car. Yeah. Because other other teams were doing it. And how did we know that the next year there would be eight manufacturers out there right. and we'd be one of them? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, we went we went down to some little place down there in Santa Ana and that sort of thing. And and Dan, you know, he's he's he almost makes fun of himself by uh, like he like we'll say what what we're what we're doing here today is we would like to try to have you consider building a GTO car. Yeah. 
And he goes, I, I, I could never ask Toyota for that much money. Huh. And I said, why not? And he said, you suppose it's because I've stolen so much money from him so far? <laughs> <laughs> and so he's always doing stuff like that that yeah. endear you to the guy. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Right. That's cool. Because this is probably the first time that, that's been said outside that room. Yeah, <laughs> but right. But, uh, yeah. yeah. We sat uh, down with Alex, who's a buddy of ours, uh, two years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and Dan was still alive at the time, but we had, we had asked for Dan, and, and Alex very smartly said, you know, probably not for the best. Uh, and his point was he'd like to be remembered for what he was, not, yeah, you know, who he was towards the end, which point. is, like, totally great point. Um, but he told us some great stories. But, like, we got to go to All-American Racers and see the shop and everything and where they had built all the stuff they had before and what they're doing it's now. Yeah. And it was really... And the Hall of Shame. Yeah, the whole... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Was that, Isn't that great? Yeah, was that yeah. there when you would race there? Yeah, yeah. actually, <clears throat> I did a gearbox... I did a gearbox on a GTU car when we ran GTU there. Um, actually, Chris and I did it, but Chris doesn't know which way to turn a, a, a Anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, after the kink at, at Daytona, after the kink yeah. on the left-hand side, there's a and and that's where we, we did the gearbox out there. And when I when I came out from underneath that thing, somebody took a picture, and I'm just from head to toe yeah, right right crack and that used to be up in there <laughs> yeah that would be my my crowning glory right picture. being in that right, yeah. right. <laughs> what was dan like away from the racetrack he uh he he kind of had he, he kind of had two mistresses okay all was indie and so in the beginning we were we were uh dealing with a budget and and from what I heard, we were getting like fifty thousand dollars a month to run IMSA. Okay. And uh, all of a sudden, May is coming along, and Dan has got this this injector that goes on top of a Chevy motor. This they call, they call it a toilet seat because it was so big. Yeah. Right. And uh, this is. It's going to take him to the moon. Right, right. This so, is the trick. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So the word starts kind of circulating around. We were up at Laguna, and, uh, and and so he went back to the motel room, and uh, and so all of a sudden everybody kind of stopped working. And they said, "We're going to be fired Monday." Now somebody there thought they had piece of information that, that that's that because all of our budget is going it, it wasn't just a rumor i mean there was there was an and dan would deny it but but of course right. he denied a lot of things <laughs> so so uh i thought okay i got a job right you know elsewhere right. so i i went back and i called him and i said i'd like to talk to you <clears throat> and so i met him up outside his room and i said i said that the uh, the rumor back there is that you're taking our budget to go to Indy. No, it's not true. It's not true. And I said, well, you can imagine how that's affecting the crew yeah, for this race here. Yeah. And uh, so uh, if, if, if you feel if you feel that it's an error, I think it'd be a good idea if you so he, so he, the next day he gets out there and he goes, everybody in the trailer. So they all get in there and and, uh, and he said, Dennis says, oh, 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 oh. 
you. Thanks, chicken. Bud. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but yeah. it got fixed. Yeah. And there were a couple other things he, he when we were when we were when he was building the GTO cars. There, there was a there was a, a company in Santa Ana that was making the body. Yeah. And uh, one day he he wanted to. Uh, there was a guy working there at All American Racers. Had been there for twenty some odd years, mm-hmm. and finally he he decided to quit, and he he, he quit over prize money, hmm. because when we first came there, there was there was a lot of yeah tension because because there was no prize money. And this is a mechanic, right? Yeah, mechanic. Yeah. See, nowadays there isn't any prize money. No, and the team doesn't get any. <laughs> yeah, but no, when I when I first started as a mechanic, there was just a little bit, uh, and, and we would get like a couple hundred bucks, you know, if we did well. And Grand Am back in the early 2000s. Yeah. And talking to my dad from his history, he's like, oh, no, we used to all, that was part of your deal. You know, you'd get, yeah. you'd get percentage of it as a mechanic in the shop. Which is, nice exactly. yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, everybody got a piece. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Even the girls in the office. But, but uh, so this guy, this guy was an excellent machinist. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he quit. And so he was. Overprize money. Yeah, overprize yeah. money. And yeah. he was out on, on his own. And, uh. I had a, I had a couple of pieces of equipment in my shop over there, and and so he asked. He said, uh, I, I need to make this couple things for some other team. He said, Could I come over and use your shop? <clears throat> and so he and Randy got together your and brother. decided that they would yeah. they would start they would start this thing called Motorsports Machining. Okay. So um, they did that for a couple of years and that sort of thing. But anyway. We all, Chris Cord, I, and Dan uh, piled into his his car, and we went over to uh, this thing to look at the new body. Yeah. And before, before you know, he was going to go, well, wait a minute. He said, Dennis, you better stay here. He said, you're probably going to hire all the people inside the building. Huh. So that was just a little dig. And he, yeah. said he would he would dig at you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it didn't bother me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think you take it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but... One thing that that I I do I do appreciate. Maybe this is a, a place to end it, but um, when I retired, it was uh, the eighth year that I'd been with him. Is that how the relationship ended, from from you retiring? Yeah. Yeah. And and so we had a we had a, a get together at a restaurant or something like that, and it was a kind of a kind of a hoity-toity deal, you yeah, know. And yeah. <coughs> he gave a, a, some silver. Uh, championship rings to mm-hmm. everybody, and uh, and so I, I said, I said, uh, I, you know, I've never asked you, but do you intend to run GTO next year? And he said, no. And I said, well, then I'm retired. And he said, he said, thank you. He said, you beat me by almost eight years. And he said. The trouble is, a lot of people don't want to. And when and he said, I, I have a hard time firing people. I have a hard time replacing people. And so, he he, he thanked me for doing that to make his his, his job easier. To, to sort I, of wind I, down that program. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we both left really good friends. And he and he, he used to call and say. Uh, he said, you know, you ought to stop by here and, t- and take a look at what right. we're doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the place got so. It, it got so highfalutin. Right. Oh, it's a campus I didn't think now. they'd let me in. Yeah, right. We <laughs> had to go there. No, there's like six buildings, and we had to sign it. We had to sign NDAs. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. go in there because yeah, 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 we really did. <laughs> Which is why we can't tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you retire, 
But then five years later, you're doing the Daytona 24-hour with Gunner Racing. Yeah. Um, well, I retired from from, and that was the real that was a real job. Okay. And uh, and then I I went to Toyota and I said uh, I said I I'd like to do a program for you. And at that time they they were running those Craftsman pickups. No, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Trucks pickup trucks started right. Yeah. <laughs> and and he said they so they said why don't you go to Iowa? Okay. Go to Iowa and take a look at them. I went there and I said, I said, you know, I'd love to do this thing, but, but it's it's all corrupt. It's all corrupt. And they're giving away little cookies to him. A little cookie. Ah, oh, he didn't give him enough. We're going to give okay. him a little bit more. Okay. And pretty soon it's just. Uh, and so you come into that with a brand new car. Yeah. And you're going to be up against a wall for a couple of years. Yeah. Until they want you to be good. <clears throat> so. Okay. They said thanks. And. Uh, Within a few months, a, a Firehawk deal came along. Right. Now, I'm not sure why that. We, we did that for a year, and I had uh, Chip Hanauer. Yeah. And uh, uh, PJ. John Morton. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. I drove the first race myself, and and uh, <laughs> I had this little Japanese guy, just no bigger than a minute. And, okay. And uh, <laughs> and he was he was. My crew chief, he was, he was like 18, <laughs> and uh, and uh, just way better better than 18 year old, you know. And sure. And so I'd come by the pits and I'd go, "What's wrong with with?" Because we had three cars at that time. And you could see one's on pit lane. Yeah. 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 What's wrong with 67? And they'd go, "Nothing. Just just keep driving." Right. Just keep driving. And finally, a guy yelled at me. And he said, "Why don't you come in here and run this or run that?" But mm -hmm. you're going to do. Stop asking. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen-year-old yeah. little, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and I thought, you know what? He's absolutely right. And yeah, so I never you're either a driver or a team runner. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's um, cool. But the MR2s that we used were—they—they uh, they had. They did not have. They were not holding enough fuel. They were like nine gallon. Oh wow! Yeah, they okay. were terrible, and they were thirsty as hell. Yeah. But man, were they fast! Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you left AAR, did you and Dan stay in touch all the way uh, for the last twenty years? Did you? you did you and Dan stay in touch when you left AAR? To some degree. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, he, he would he he would come to these cars and coffee things. Yeah. And and I would see him there, and and he was. You know, there, there's there's always a lot of people around him, and, of course, yeah. and a lot of people are intimidated by him, and and they, they just stand there staring at him, you know, and and so uh, <coughs> I would I would sit down in his uh, his little golf cart there and talk to him for a little bit, right? But I never really went over to I never went over to uh, to see him. Yeah, so you guys sort of faded after after you left. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I so had never had never had a hard feeling. Right. About well, you just you're just doing your own programs at that point. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so one of the things that, well, an anonymous source. Uh, well, I'd say like <clears throat> we've worked with a lot of PR guys doing the kind of work we yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the uh, I think the best PR guy we've ever worked with. Uh, he does a lot of PR for Porsche. His name is uh, Patrick Long. Um, by far the best. By PR far the best in, PR guy we've ever worked no with. No question. Um, and uh, so we we may have gotten a few inside tips on some stories that we didn't know about. Um, so I got to know about racing sprint cars at Ascot. Because where does that, where does <laughs> yeah, that, like where does sports line? car drive? Okay, there's, 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 there's one other thing that we've kind of skipped over. Okay. okay. Yeah. I had the, uh, oh, I know what you're going to say. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had the, the, 
the uh, MR2s. Yeah, and yeah. when that deal was done, I said, what do you want me to do with the car? And they says, keep them, take them apart, do whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so I made one of them into a Bonneville car. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I did that is that, is that there was a, a guy named Gary. Anyway, he's a motor builder. Okay. And and uh, he has a, a, he has a lot of experience there. Randy would normally do that too, but they have. A, so he said, "You ever you ever seen one of these things at, at Bonneville? You ever tried to do one at Bonneville?" And I said, "No." And he goes, "He said I didn't. I I looked at an MR2. I thought it was a boxy little thing." Yeah. But he said it looks like a floating body, and he said, uh, "I believe that thing would do pretty well." Yeah. And he said, "If you could, if you could come up with some horsepower here," he said, "You know, you you might have." So, he said, "If if you if you decide, um, I'll build a motor." Yeah. So he he built it, and I I have a friend, a rocket scientist guy, and I said, "Can you look at a?" Can you can you look at a, a, a an engineering drawing or a, an advertisement for the MR2 mm -hmm. and knowing the CG? Can you can you tell me how much horsepower it's going to take? Right. And he he told me like 481, 483, or oh, something okay. like that. Yeah. And uh, it made that quite quite well. Yeah. So one of the things that that I'm proud of is <laughs> is to just build that thing. Load it up, take it over there, run, get the record, which still stands from 1982 or 1990. Uh, and I think I think yeah. the reason it, it still stands is because of the shape of an MR2. Right. And nobody else can do it. I, I had I had some Japanese guys came over one time. They wanted to see the cars, you know. And yeah. Can never. So I took them in the back and showed them the cars and that sort of thing. And on the way out, we're going through the office. There's a picture of the MR2 with the, with the the uh, parachute up, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, uh, he says, "We are here to take your record." Ah, I, that's ah, so cool. Okay, yeah, more power to you. Oh, cool. You're yeah. you're all right. Didn't do it. Yeah. Oh, nice. You know, and and they, they they said they had a a fair lady, whatever that is. Uh, that's a Nissan 240. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and it, but it had a lot of power. But yeah. That's not that's not the key to. At not that we had yeah. the key, but I guess we just lucked onto the key. Right, it worked out. Yeah. yeah. You remember how fast you went? It, it went uh, 218. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. an MR2 Toyota. Yeah. yeah. Right Right now, in the last couple of years, you know, not not knowing what I'm going to be doing here, I've, I thought I'd haul that thing out. Yeah. Maybe take it back because yeah. at that time, I go, this thing will go a lot faster. Sure. And I and so I was, I already... Did the wheels and I did the the final drive and the transmission that sort of thing to go 240. <laughs> Don't know if it would have done it, but right. But still but pretty uh, awesome. fun to find the out. next year it got rained out. That's and, right. And I think possibly the year after that there was some some other situation. I I finally got yeah. uh, lost interest. So you're in the 200 mile an hour club at Bonneville and it's extremely easy to find your name because it's spelled A A S E. <laughs> yeah. So it's in alphabetical order, not in times. Yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, right there at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So somehow. Yes. Sports car driver Dennis Aussie was racing sprint cars at Ascot. I don't. How does no, that happen? I never raced one. Okay. okay. Uh, wh when I when I was healing up, uh, uh, I was From in the a gun, real the gunshot wound or the big crash. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> the big hit. Okay. The big crash. Yeah. I had uh, there was a guy that worked down there at, at uh, uh, AAR mm -hmm. named uh, Keith Keith Colesbeck, and Keith Colesbeck was a 
quiet guy. And like, like Al Holbert, that sometimes gets mistaken for arrogance. Ah, right. Yep. And uh, I just thought he was just another, you know, another race guy that uh, that was, you know, interested in the car and not people and stuff like that. Anyway, he just he just rose to the occasion, and he made he got a, 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 a put hand controls in a car for me. Mm-hmm. He went went down to a college down here that has a a, a program for for people that can't walk and that sort of thing and and he uh, did a wheelchair and and he was constantly because <clears throat> because he's really driver driver oriented okay and uh, and so when when uh, when we were done with that when I was back walking again I, I said uh, so what can I do for you nothing huh. what do you do when work here I get a sprint car, and I go, really? Well, I know a little bit about that. Um, you, you race it? No, no, I need a motor, I need a, a steering, sure. and I need a fuel tank or something like right, that. Right, right. <coughs> and he said, I got no place to work on it. I said, well, I can I can do the place to work on it, and let's get started on some of these other things. Yeah, so right, the first yeah. year, he ran it. He drove it. And the, the first year, we, we had a Stanton, um, which at that time was pretty good pretty good chassis mm-hmm. and then we went to a gambler third year second and then the third year we went to a chassis that was done by what uh, that, that's when they started running the down tubes okay and right we had no down tubes before that and uh and so we we did that and that that third year that third year um dan had a motor sitting down there that, that they were going to use for that indie car that had the big toilet on it <laughs> right, right and uh and so he got he got and that thing should have made some power but it's a daytona power so it's right. you know it's, it's gonna make makes no horsepower down below <laughs> where the sprint cars you know i mean you got those little 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 tacks that are that are you know and they, when they come around and they and they take they're 2300 when, sure. they, when they goose it yeah and it just goes yeah you know ridiculous yeah so ridiculous uh, so that 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 motor wasn't the way to go uh-huh. and uh and so there was a guy named richard Catton that built motors for that thing and, okay. and everybody likes keith and so you bring the motor down here and i'll change the cam but just don't say anything to dan because this is dan's cam this is okay, dan's everything right yeah. right, right. You don't want to salt Dan. Dan found out. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, ooh, I mean that was—you just violated his everything. Get right. that motor back oh, yeah. down here. Or you, you, you're, so they had—we had no motor, and that's right. end, end of the deal. Ah, bummer. Interesting. Bobby Unser told us a story with the Gurney uh, Indy cars, a similar kind of deal that that a lot of guys would never tell Dan if they did something that he didn't know about, and they would have to do everything after hours because he would just go. He would, he would lose his mind if he knew yeah, that, he that he was stuff. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. He, he, would, he, he, would, he would do a trip on you about, about like, I'm so disappointed. I, I just, uh, I mean, like, like one time he told me, I just feel like going and getting on the airplane and go home. Yeah. Because he felt like he not running his own team, so to speak, in the sense that you guys are doing your own thing and yeah. not listening to him. Yeah. I get that. He was always, he, he always wanted us to, to, to uh, sandbag. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Shit. <laughs> so do we. Yep. Yep. And so uh, we were just going to plead temporary insanity, and we were going to try to put this thing on the pole. 
<laughs> and uh, at, at, I don't know what Because he's got a huge big picture thinking yeah. on we're going to, and, and you're just, no, nope, you just can't, you just can't. So then on top of that, still got to be a race car driver yeah. on the, on the, the, the lap. And, and I, I can tell at this point, this one is going to be a barn burner. Right, yeah. right. <coughs> oh, and looped it. Yep. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's not only where you're not supposed to be doing that, but, <laughs> but then you went off. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to get the thing a little cattywampus occasionally. That's awesome. Bobby Unser would say, "You know where the gas is." Yeah, is what <laughs> he would say. I love that. So, speaking of confrontation, um, I don't know if I'm interpreting this correctly, but again, based on some PR sources we've got, um, with red hair, with red hair, short guys. Yeah. Um, so. You're running, so with, with Aussie Brothers and whatnot, you guys are also running a lot of Porsche shop stuff out here. And uh, at the same time, there's a, a group called Andile uh-huh. uh, out there running their deal. Was, was was there a confrontation with you and Alvin oh, over yeah. dinos and stuff like that? Well, sounds like there was in there general. There really all was, was something there. He's a squarehead. And so... Don't <laughs> 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 so hold back. All right. Yeah. Yep. So... It, it it really came so we've got a, a friend that was working he was a engine guy at NB, NPTI and when that place closed he was getting rid of all the engine stuff down there and there was a company in uh, like a law firm in L- LA that was so <clears throat> one of those things th- there were three of them that were complete and one of them was incomplete and dinos dinos okay. dinos dino systems yeah, yeah. yeah. and and so we put a bid into the company in Los Angeles and ended up with the with the dyno. And they okay. were they were good units. Randy's using them right now. Probably on one Still. today. Still, oh, that's cool. Okay. And uh, so so I, I'm I'm over picking up parts over there, and uh, and Alvin goes before you leave before you leave you come see me, and uh, that sounded like a command. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it, and uh, and he said, so what's this what's this about the dyno? What's this about the dyno? And I said, it's a dyno we bought from NPTI. And he said, so what's the, what's the, the, uh, the reason for this dyno? Yeah. And I said, it's for research. <laughs> and, and he said, yeah, okay. So I'm sending you, which he never, ever did. But he said, I'm sending you chassis customers, and you're stealing my engine customers. And I go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I more or less walked out and let him sit on that because uh, it's it's all bullshit yeah. okay yeah and uh and so that went on for quite a while and then he then he he, he cut off randy from any engine parts could oh wow yeah how yeah. long how long did that go on for oh that went in for five six years probably Jeez. yeah yeah okay man and uh we're okay right now, but but oh wow! But they're but you're not they're, great. They're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, there's an underlying little current, you know. Even you, today. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I can. But I can see that because you're you're both crafty sons of bitches. <laughs> like well, it's so kind of cut from the same cloth. Yeah, actually. Exactly. Well, we had we had a couple of times we had cars that were current. And uh, and had good motors like with with Trejos and that sort of thing. We won championship and that. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, he knows. Well, and with Andile, especially at the time, he was kind of sort of the only player in town doing that kind of stuff. So all of a yeah. sudden, if a guy that's just as crafty as him is out here doing it, and if he's telling a guy, "No, here's your here's your whatever with this kind of power," 
and you've got something that could maybe counteract that, then, uh, then yeah, yeah, the tension starts. Yeah, probably true. And, and uh, the other guys, like like uh, Dieter, Dieter's just a, he's a real nice guy. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't get along with, uh, with uh, Alvin either. Yeah. I mean, they're not involved anymore, but, but uh, and Arnold was just selling pistons. He didn't, yeah, right. he didn't even know what's going on. Doing business. Yeah. 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 So, uh, statute of limitations, I'm pretty sure we're well clear of it. Uh, we heard a rumor that you used to perhaps collaborate with Vasek Pollock to uh, skirt customs when you were importing parts for some of your cars. You used to what? That you used to uh, work with Vasek to uh, Put the dealer. skirt customs through the dealerships to get parts for your cars. Well, Pretty sure it's all statute of limitations now. No, actually, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's not exactly like that. Okay. See, Vasek and I, Vasek and us, we used to kind of compete for obsolete inventory that was available in Germany, and um, possibly we learned it from him. But but uh, at one time, my brother Dave used to go over. He used to handle these. I never went over there, but. But he would go over and he would he would buy these Volkswagen buses. Maybe they're beer delivery buses or whatever. They got no windows on the side and that sort of thing. Yes. And fill them up with parts. And then the the the, the guy that would that we'd buy this stuff from a guy named Mount Manfred Freisinger. He would have a banding machine, <laughs> and he would band the buses to where you couldn't get in the doors, uh. <laughs> so you couldn't see in. Yeah, right. And you couldn't, and so yeah, all that right. stuff in there is just a bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just a car. One hundred seventy-five dollars to send it over here for the for the yeah. <laughs> well, then Pollock sends a nine seventeen motor over here and covers it up with t-shirts. Okay. And uh, <laughs> on, <laughs> in one of the one of the ports, it caught fire. Oh, shit. Now, all of a sudden, he goes, I need my 917 motor. Okay. And they're going, what 917 motor? <laughs> right. Uh, we have t-shirts, no. but they're all burned. They're t-shirts, and they're right. not that expensive. Yeah. What how are you much talking is a, about? How much is a flat 12 <laughs> air-cooled yeah. 917 right. motor worth? Yeah. Jeez. So, Big as this table. We, we never really... Uh, I mean, he, he's another squarehead, and I, I, I generally don't... They have their own problems, and so I, I, I don't deal with them too much but but we probably learned from him what they were up how to. we used to bring yeah. bring those things in not 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 anything from the dealership or any of that sort of thing it was it was all uh some stuff coming in from Frau Bear or from those guys yeah and it, basically it's like going to an auction yeah buying the auction well, there stuff was you're going to resell and you just loading it up the works one at Porsche had a dungeon underneath it and that's where all the obsolete parts were. Yeah. And they were trying to keep that probably separate because the, the way the German deal goes is that if they don't sell uh, this in so many years that they have to start paying taxes on it. And so they would take it all off the shelf and hide it. Right. And then they apparently they got too close on that and so they started selling all this stuff. And so Pollock bought a lot of that stuff because yeah, I mean, that, that place was loaded with that stuff. And yeah. They, and you know the real engines and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. But that that probably is a derivation of that. Okay. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, Honda support. Uh, obviously, Ryan races for Acura, and then yes. they, they they let us borrow a car for this whole trip. Um, I heard a rumor that you have a uh, Mini Cooper with a Honda VTEC engine. I did. In it. You did. Yeah. Is this an original Mini Cooper? 
Like a Euro no, car? Well, no. It was a it was a right drive Mini Cooper that came from from. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to bring those things in. Oh, so it's a little car. Yeah, it's not the U.S. version. No. Oh, cool. So what, yeah, if you put a little Honda engine in that thing, Vita. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and and you know I've had I've had some cars too and then because because of like I, I had a, a, a Lotus Elise mm-hmm. and then I had my knees done. Okay. You know, and I couldn't get in. I couldn't. Oh, right. I have to right. roll out of the shoebox again. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I kind of gave up on that. Right. Do you have any cars now? I don't. Yeah. No toys. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I look at some of the pictures that we had. We had like uh, two two nine thirty fives, nine thirty four, a nine oh four at nine oh eight that we have, but that was early on yeah. and we didn't really own any other cars and at that you time. You wouldn't know then what you know now no. about value no, and all but, that. But all of this stuff. Yeah, right. All of this yeah, stuff. Any one of those cars yeah. is worth stupid money. I now. mean even that even that that, that, that car that I, and and a lot of that was was because of um, with, with with my brother the the divorce that he that he did, that was a bitter a bitter son of a bitch. And uh uh, it it took some money to get out of that, mm-hmm. and so when things weren't worth near as much, we sold some of that stuff. Right. So your racing career as a driver kind of uh, slows down. Aussie Brothers morphs into Osco Motorsports, and you know the Osco that I knew was uh, you know primarily Porsche Cup cars in assorted categories. Yeah. Uh, not to bring up a rival, but, you know, an equivalent to, like, a Kelly Moss or something like that sure, in terms of what exactly. you guys were doing. No, that's right. Um, so, what, uh, so when you're running that kind of team, it's basically there's two types of drivers that I saw come through. It's either older guys who've got their money and now they're going out and playing, or it's a young kid that's either straight out of go-karts or something yep. who's trying to make his way into Next competing with Ryan or something <coughs> like that. Um, what... Uh, who, which is worse? Is it the dad who thinks his, his kid is the next IMSA winner, or is it the uh, guy who made his own money and now he's smarter than everybody in the room? <laughs> Big smile. It has <laughs> to be one of those two. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you can actually make, if, if given enough time, given enough money, you can actually make make what you want out, out of any of them. And if, if you're willing to spend the time, the... the uh, I have I have one guy from a businessman from Dallas. I've had him for ten years, and always buys the, the latest car and that sort of thing. He's always really good about paying and that sort of thing. But damn, I get tired of of going. What the hell is he doing back there? And uh, it's like so. It, go ahead. I'd have him. I would have him next year if I decided to hang in there. Yeah. But I just don't want to do it anymore. I was going to say, it's like you're, you're winding down the business, and it's, it's a tough industry to be yeah. doing this kind of work in. Like, I, like, I think a lot about the dads whose kid is the next big IMSA star because yes. they're all... Oh, I've had those. Oh, I know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, like, how tiring does that get? Because at a certain point, it's like you're a racer. You want to win and, and having to handle and, and, you know, deal with a lot of opinions that aren't necessarily founded in anything has got to be frustrating. Yeah, well, if, if as, as long as as long as the dad is if if the dad is kind of on the same frequency to where to where he just says he 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 would like I would like to do this this and this, 
but but uh, and I'll say, well, you can't do that until you do this. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay. And if he listens, right? That, that'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. Um, actually, probably Schwarzbach was the was the best best dad deal. Yeah. Yeah, Jim was a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're you're winding it down. Um, has the in the last twenty years has that kind of business sort of customer feeder series uh, level of racing has that business changed quite a bit between competitors? I think so. or, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, you know the, the cars have gone from one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to three hundred thousand yeah. dollars for the cup cars. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And and so that and the, my 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 fee for doing this um, hasn't changed very much because right. it, it's. The, the what what I use for a for a kind of a, a example is uh, I charge ten thousand dollars a race. Mm-hmm. They're all the same because otherwise they they'll say I'll I'll, I'll take the, the cheaper ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And the workload isn't changing. Right. It's just a cheaper car. Sure. But because because you there are, there are times when you when you're when you you don't quite have the workload or, or yeah. something like that. So I charge ten thousand dollars per race, and I charge. Um, Fifteen hundred dollars a month, which goes towards uh, paying yeah. salaries and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. possibly even to me. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's a hundred hundred and forty some thousand dollars a year. Yeah, before they've ever turned a lap. Yep. Yeah. Now, it, that happens to be the cheapest uh, single make single single mark racing in the world. Right. And uh, I had. Uh, Actually, there was a, there was a guy that that, that I, I I actually spent a little time with that, that uh, I really thought was going to go somewhere, and this last year he went to uh, to John Wright and ran IMSA Cup. Okay. And uh, best he's done his fifth, so huh. it's coming home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the easiest point in this point in your career was just saying, forget it. I just want to. Yeah, I want to be done with it and right. enjoy it. Well, I don't enjoy it. Yeah, no, I was saying enjoy the time off. No, you want to be racing. I would. I would prefer to be, but I'm no longer effective. I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm. The, the the tip of the the spear is not as sharp as it used sure. to be. And, and sure. uh, I've I, been and that way for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I've always had somebody. I've always had a young guy. Right. And uh, and they're the ones that make it work. And then the. Whenever somebody's trying to in, entice me to, to, to get involved, as I was, oh, you're, you're, you've got so much experience, that sort of thing. You've got nothing. It's just, you, you just watch it and you go, that looks wrong. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I could do that different, <laughs> better. <laughs> okay. So we know, uh, I'll let you ask if you want, but um, we know obviously about your time with Gurney and, and running your own program. Was there ever a deal that, we, that no one knows about, an offer? You know, did Penske come calling one no. day, or, or I mean, Dan Dan offered me to drive Indy cars. Oh, <clears throat> that's cool. Yeah, when they brought out the uh, program in the early nineties. No, this was. I think this is about the time that Willie jumped into an Indy car. Yeah, okay. that's years years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I gave him a smart a, a smart answer, a smart Alec answer. I told him I said if you. <clears throat> if you think so little of your Indy cars, I don't think I would want to drive them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fix that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the end of that one. 
Was there, as a driver, any unfinished business? Something you like? You really wanted a Daytona win or a Le Mans win or anything like that? I still love Sebring. Yeah. Okay. We won that time, one time. So, growing up in California in the car scene, uh, I didn't know this until a couple of years ago, how the original layout of Laguna Seca was. Mm. Take me for a lap around Laguna Seca, the old style. Well, the the, uh, the start finishing is exactly the same place. Yeah. And you, you come up over the top of the hill. Right. You go down the other side. Yeah. You, you go into a... It's like a bank left hand parabolica, right? That, <coughs> and that, that that goes up on the side of the hill. And if you make any mistakes there and put a wheel up on that hill, yeah. you're going to go in the drink. And the and the the, the lake, yeah, yeah. There's a lake down there. Yes, <coughs> I went into that lake one time. Yeah, what were you driving? Uh, uh, a Porsche. Okay. I, I I was racing with a guy named Lee Mueller. He had no reason to be doing that, doing what he's doing because that, that car was was such a terrible piece of shit. <laughs> he was just. He was just right. grabbing the throat, and he was making it do it. Right. And he was catching me. <laughs> and, and so I was in the lead, and there was a girl named Bobby Cooper or something like that. She's from up there, and she, used, she had a, a car. Yeah. And she was in the pits, and they weren't controlling her, and, and she went out on the track. And so she went on Ooh. the track just as I came over the hill yeah. as Lee was, was trying to pass me. So now we're three abreast. Yeah. It's yeah. never worked there. Right. Yeah. And there was a piece of Armco on the left side. Oh, boy. And that, when my my wheel kind of got up on top of it somehow yeah. And, yeah. and threw me off the other side. And, and so I'm in the, in the drink, you know, down there. <laughs> yeah. It's not very deep. Fortunately. And so... It's like, so I'm, I'm walking back. I'm sloshing through this water, and I'm walking back. Right. And and uh, apparently it was a it was a race that that people were paying attention to. Okay. And so I I don't know. I had a helmet on or something like that. Anyway, I hear somebody go, "Hey!" And I turn around to this Lee, and he goes, "You pissed?" And I said, "No." And he goes, "Well, then wait up." So <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk with you. So then, well, and when he gets up there, he goes. He goes, wave to your fans. And I go, I'm looking up there, and there's people up there going, you know, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. they like to see you go in the drink. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so I cheer for that. There's a, where, the, where, the, where that ends back there, there's kind of a, like a wall. Yeah. And he goes, who's that up there? And I said, my brother. And he said, is he pissed? And I go, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the man, he's the angry one. So you'd go into turn, what is now turn two, because they consider like the start-finish line basically yeah. turn one. And then it'd be like a very fast left-hand dog leg up to what's now turn five, and then it turn six. There's right? no five. Well, right. It was just a straightaway up yeah, and Yeah, straightaway. Right. Yeah. So you were going, you were. Uh, if you didn't have the corkscrew at that track, that would be like the highest average lap time anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I like, mean, that's so fast. But six, which is a little bit hairy now. Now, right. Yeah. And we have walls and stuff. Like, there was basically downtown Salinas on the other side right. of that yeah, hill. Sure. You get that And you're wrong. flying into that corner, right? Yeah. Yeah, six. that's a downshift yeah. deal. It's, it's, you got to. You got to the thing way down. You're and right. you're going up, so you have no idea what you're looking at. Yeah. That's and true. Yeah. 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 That, cool. Like, the first yeah. time I saw an car from that, I think it was a, like, might have been the Miller Light, or sorry, Miller High Life 962 on board. And the speed that you're carrying up into six is like, <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. When they first said, hey, we're going to change the track and do the infield, what was, like, a, especially a local, what was your take on that? Because, like, like, I look at the layout that I've always ever raced there, and it's like, that's just normal. But if you took that crazy layout and then cut a much slower bit into it, was everyone up in arms? Or was it like, okay, we need to change it? Because now it would be a Twitter post and an angry Facebook thread and 
everybody would be going crazy about it. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, yeah, was, no, nothing like that. Yeah, actually, they were doing some other things up there too. And see, they used to do that. They used to be like, like uh, one time, uh, I think Ford Motor Company is the one that did the dog leg out of Riverside to make to make turn nine more yeah. broad. Yeah, and uh, Goodyear has done several racetracks like that where, where they, they come in and spend a bunch of, bunch yeah. of money. Yeah. And so you, you kind of go, this will probably work, work out well. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Like Mazda did up there because that, that was that was kind of a mess. It was kind of like the, the pits at at, uh, uh, at Sebring. Yeah, right. With um, what you grew up with as a driver, the, the time you raced, you know, obviously fatalities were not, you know, unusual injuries are very common you yourself is injured versus what we get now for safety standards and things like that how do you see drivers nowadays compared to your your day is there still similarities or is it just massively different no i think they're much smarter now okay and and there's more opportunity but <clears throat> when when i when i first started i guess i guess you leave it to the driver and and it's not going to work was there uh, we, we've talked about Baldwin and, and Willie T. Was was there an on track rival? Was there was there one guy that was like if you got if you lost to him it was? I normally took it out on cars. I mean I, <laughs> yeah. I I mean the thing is that I would go down the freeway and I'd go, what are you getting all you know what are you getting all excited because I'm behind a Mazda pickup. I said Mazda and I hate fucking Mazda. You know? <laughs> Spin the guy out. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. Yeah. In the ice plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so you you were willing to meet with us with no clue what the hell we were doing, and uh, here we are three hours later. Um, for somebody who listens to this, what 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 were you hoping with this? What do you want that that Dennis Aussie legacy to be? Well, I guess we we would be talking about a legacy about now. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's still, I, you're still being written, but uh, you know everything up until this point. What what would you want people to take away the most from? <laughs> I should have probably should have modified some of my answers, but I but <laughs> should be respected. You know? yeah. Right, right. I think you got that. Yeah, no question. Yeah. I mean, w- Willie one time was describing that he he, <laughs> he was in he was in a, a the motel room with with some girl. Somebody answered. The, somebody knocked on the door, and he said he got up and answered the door, and he was harder than Chinese arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> Bless it. That guy's the best. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to go pick up a brand new Acura NSX to drive around. Ah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. But in the meantime, Continental got the check. I'm finished. So that was Dennis Ossie. Like we said, staple of the sport, long time, you know, kind of an unknown name to the public. But if you're internal in the sport, you absolutely know him. You absolutely have to respect him. And I've known Dennis for uh, quite a while now, actually. And I'm glad he finally sat down with us. This isn't kind of his thing. So yeah. uh, so glad he, he was he was cool enough to do it and hopefully made him feel comfortable. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, helping make this thing happen, hey, how about that Continental Tire? How about that Continental Tire? How about that Continental Tire? How about that Acura MDX? Oh, yeah. Them I mean, too. Them, them doing it. Doing it. Them doing it. All right. Let them know you appreciate how much they're uh, involved with our program. Sure. Uh, our little show, yeah, our little uh, our little recordings. Uh, tag them on uh, on all them social media spaces, yeah, and uh, let them know how much you appreciate what they're doing. That that tagging stuff makes a huge difference. I know yeah. we say it all the time, but there's a reason. And of course, 
Sam Elliott. Yeah, how do we get Sam Elliott? How do we get Sam Elliott? You guys, help us get Sam Elliott on the show. We don't care how. We figured maybe you can handle it. Go. All right. Music. Play it. This is Ben Justice. You can find him at Ben Justice Music. That is J-U-S-T-U-S. And this is The Other Side. Side.